You're here, which means that you've found spirit crumbs, leading you to your inner light worker. I will be sharing how these tiny little hints from the universe have led me to where I am today. I hope that by hearing my story and the stories of others, you'll pick up your own spirit crumbs along the way that will lead you to somewhere magical. Thanks for coming along for the journey. Let's see where it takes us. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Spirit Crumbs. I am your host, Andrea McCallum, and I am an artist and an intuitive energy curator. I am really excited for this episode because I feel like this is sort of in the middle of the story for me because I was waiting to see if a miracle, as you might have guessed from the title, was going to show up before I posted this. But then I started thinking to myself, okay, there must be a reason why I'm meant to share this. And because the phrase Christmas miracle kept coming up, I was like, okay, I have two episodes coming up with Emily. And I was like, okay, I want to get this episode out ahead of the full-on holiday season so that if you are manifesting a Christmas miracle, you can kind of hear this for inspiration first. So. I'm going to backtrack a little bit and just start by sharing, well, first of all, the reason why that I was drawn to this topic, but to start off, I'm just going to define a miracle because I didn't even do that until today when I sat down and I feel like it just gives us a bit of a starting point for this whole conversation. So I took a few different definitions just to see if there was any difference or like any one that stood out to me. I do this sometimes because different dictionaries have different biases, different different ways of creating their definitions. So here we go. This one is from the Encyclopedia Britannica. And it says a miracle is an extraordinary happening that is attributed to the presence and action of an ultimate or divine power. The Cambridge Dictionary had two different ones. There was an unusual and mysterious event that is thought to have been caused by a god because it does not follow the usual laws of nature. And the other one is a very lucky event that is surprising and unexpected. And then we have the Merriam-Webster one, which I kind of liked as an overall way that I think of them. And that is an extraordinary event manifesting divine intervention in human affairs. And so I feel like this one kind of bridges the two because the one that talks about things that, um, you know, kind of defy the laws of nature and like caused by a god feels very big and biblical. And while there is, you know, biblical reference to miracles, obviously, in the way that I talk about them is less of a religious context and more of the context of like how we can see these happening more in our day-to-day lives, trying to make it more accessible. So that kind of bridges the two. Now, the way this started coming in was through a process I've talked about before where I was realizing it had been a while, as you have probably noticed since I've done a solo episode. And what I usually do in that case when I don't really have anything that's coming up for me naturally is I will just kind of put a thought to spirit and say, hey, is there anything I should be sharing? And this ties into the last six months or so 
because when I did this last time was when hope came to me, where I sat down and I channeled and that whole transmission on hope came through and it ended up tying into our cosmic energy reports. And then shortly after that, I had a bit of a download about calling in our dream life and being able to visualize that as part of that process where like hope was just the acknowledgement that there is like the possibility of something that we want happening is out there and trying to like bring that back into our awareness and start to feel that there's hope again after like a long time where we may have been feeling discouraged. This dream life visualization was making it feel more real, making us feel more tangibly attached to it. I don't even know if tangibly is a word, but that's just what's coming to mind. And then, so when I placed this thought to spirit, I didn't get anything right away. I was doing things that day. It was later at night when I was asking about it. And then I all of a sudden just kept looking over at my bookshelf. And if you've been listening to this podcast for any length of time over the last two years, you know that this tends to be part of the process sometimes is I have so many spiritual books on my shelf. And sometimes I will not realize why I keep looking up and over at my shelf. And then I almost get like a physical frustration where I'm like, okay, what are we looking at? (laughs) So it was about time for me to call it a night anyways. And I was like, okay, you know what? Maybe this is my sign that I need to do some reading before bed again. So I'm going to grab a book. So I went over to my shelf. I was browsing back and forth. And what I kept coming back to was A Course in Miracles, which is an iconic book and I've never read it all the way through. I've only opened it up more in like bibliomancy where you open it up to a page and see what you need to receive from that. And I did, I think, read the first few chapters, but I know it's one that I need to come back to. So I grabbed it and threw it on my bed, but then I just felt like there was something I was missing. So I came back to the shelf, did another look back and forth. And what I ended up being drawn to were my two different books that I have that are like a passage a day type books. The first one is Until Today by Ianla Benzant. And the second one that I was more drawn to is called Simple Abundant. It's by Sarah Ben Brethnoff. And that one was actually the one that was calling to me, but I took them both and threw them on my bed. So I got ready for bed, went in, sat down. I opened Simple Abundance and I could not believe what was in front of me. So the date was November 14th, so almost a month ago now. This is how long sometimes it takes for these things to come all the way through. But I open it up to November 14th and the title of that entry is Miracles. There's usually a quote at the beginning. And so this one is, there are only two ways to live your life. One is as though nothing is a miracle. The other is as though everything is a miracle. And that is an Albert Einstein quote. And I just kind of paused and sat in that miracle in itself being like, wow, I pull out a course in miracles. I pull out this and it's about miracles. I'm like, what else could there be? So I'm going to actually read you the passage just so you can see how connected this was and why it was so miraculous that I was pulled back to my shelf to grab another book. This is how I'm what the reason I'm telling the whole process of this is because I think sometimes we don't really trust those small things and they can be the big things. And that's where like that difference between like nothing is a miracle versus everything is a miracle. 
I am an everything is a miracle type person, which is why I lean more into the definition of things being just like surprising and unexpected and that version of a miracle as opposed to something happening to be like incredibly huge in order to appreciate it as a miracle. So here is the passage. We think of a miracle, such as a sudden physical healing, as an event. Actually, the real miracle is not the event, but how we perceive the event in our lives. Ask yourself which is the real miracle. When the check finally arrives, the deadline is extended, the lawsuit is settled, the exception is made. Or when you cope, serene and smiling in the face of unbearable circumstances, triumphantly blowing everyone's mind, including your own, with your poise and courage. Marianne Williamson describes a miracle as a parting of the mist, a shift in perception, a return to love. The sacred continuum of love is what makes miracles possible. Spirit's love for us, our love for each other, our love for spirit. In her book, A Return to Love, Reflections on the Principles of a Course in Miracles, she tells us that once miracles were all we knew, because we existed in love. Then we woke up on earth and were taught things like competition, struggle, sickness, finite resources, limitation, guilt, bad, death, scarcity, and loss. We began to think these things, and so we began to know them. Love was replaced by fear. When we exist in fear, which for many of us is real life, Miracles become the exception, not the daily round. But it doesn't have to stay that way. What we need to do is find our way back home, back to our authentic self. There are many paths to wholeness. The one Marianne Williamson began taking in 1977 was A Course in Miracles, which she explains is a self-study program in the, of spiritual psychotherapy based on universal spiritual truths transcribed by a Jewish psychologist in mystical dictation exercises, oh sorry, dictation sessions during the mid-1960s. Through a daily meditation and workbook exercise, seekers learn to surrender all the ego's preconceptions, what we want, need, and think will make us happy, exchanging it only for the practical daily application of love in our lives. Whether our psychic pain is in the area of relationships, health, career, or elsewhere, love is a potent force. The cure, the answer, she reassures us. The introduction to A Course in Miracles states that the crux of the three-volume, 1,188-page course is very simple. Nothing real can be threatened. Nothing unreal exists. Herein lives the peace of God. In becoming aware of this, we experience the miracle of real life. In asking for miracles, we are seeking a practical goal, Marianne Williamson reminds us. I return to inner peace. We are not asking for something outside us to change, but for something inside us to change. So you can imagine how incredible it was for me to not only pull A Course in Miracles, but to see that that dates entry was titled Miracles and was referencing a book about A Course in Miracles. 
So like I said, I haven't read the book Bowling Myself and I don't have the workbook. I actually am regretting not getting it at the same time. I found it actually in a used bookstore when I'd been thinking about it for a while and it appeared to me in a bookstore. But I only picked up the actual book. And as you guys probably know by now, I also don't do things by the rules very often. So maybe there's a reason I felt like I didn't want to pick it up. But maybe I'll end up with that again at some point, too. Anyways, I was going to actually redo the principles of miracles. But then I remember two things. One, there are 50 of them. <laughs> And I was like, I don't know if I just want to read 50 of them. And then I also remembered that some of them I didn't really resonate as much uh, with. So I was like, I'm not going to read the ones I don't resonate with. But I'm going to read a few of them that really stuck out to me that hopefully will be inspiring to you as well. So one of them, number six, is miracles are natural. When they do not occur, something has gone wrong. And I love this because this does go along with that idea that we are meant to experience these things all the time. It's how I feel about synchronicity. And that's why I love the Celestine Prophecy so much. The entire book is kind of driven by spirit crumbs and synchronicity and connections. And I think if you haven't listened to that series in my podcast yet, or if it's been a while, it might be a good time to listen to that. If the idea of miracles and connections and synchronicities are really re resonating with you again. Another one of the principles that I really love that resonates with this whole idea is number 43, which is miracles arise from a miraculous state of mind or a state of miracle readiness. And I think this is exactly the energy I feel about it. Like if you're open to it and you're aware that they're possible, then you're more likely to experience them. Another one, 45, a miracle is never lost. It may touch many people you have not even met and produce undreamed of changes in situations of which you are not even aware. And sometimes I think of this like when there's something that I really want or there's something that I'm calling in and maybe I put something out there thinking that like this will be the thing that resonates with people and not necessarily to get something in return, but just because I just want sometimes I just feel like I want to connect with people. And it'll be like months later, someone will reach out and be like, that one thing you said in that one episode, you know, really resonated with me. And because of it, I did this. And it's not that I really need that validation, but it's just so fun to hear it when I'm not thinking about it anymore, when it comes to me unexpectedly. And then it's like the miracle's returning at that point. And I think that is the energy of this idea that a miracle is never lost. And sometimes like if we're wishing for the highest good for something, and there's something that we want to see, maybe it's not us that directly receives that in the same way, right? Like maybe the thing we're wishing for or the thing we're visualizing for ourselves and the actions we're taking towards it, you know, that energy is just going to people who are on our path later on. And so we may never know that it was like a miracle created from our energy that impacted us until maybe, maybe we'll never know, right? But yeah, this idea that like we're all connected really does tie into the Celestine prophecy. And so I don't know why every time I read a passage from A Course in Miracles, I'm brought back to that book as well. And I think because the Celestine prophecy, one of the reasons why it was one of the first, I think it might have been the first series I did on the podcast is because it kind of like solidifies the idea of like spirit crumbs for me, where they're more like the tangible thing you can take action on, but they come to you through like synchronicity or through like serendipity and that energy. 
and then you're able to do something with it. And the idea that like a lot of times it comes through another person and an opportunity, something somebody asks you, that kind of thing is why I really like feel connected to that energy because I'm such a tangible earthy person being so Capricorn. But yeah, I, I don't think there was another one that really resonated as deeply. Like there's a lot of them that do, but I feel like those are the ones that I resonate with the most because it's just the way that they're showing up in my life. Maybe there'll be other times, like I said, when other ones will resonate with me more. But I think that this book will be one that I come back to and I may do even a series on maybe. It's a very long book, so it may be one that spans a long time. But if it's something you'd be interested in hearing as I go through it, I would be happy to do that. And maybe it would give me the motivation to finally actually read it all the way through. I feel like everything comes in its own time. So who knows? But yeah, so th that's basically the context of A Course in Miracles in this span of time where this has been coming to me. But what was interesting is for like a week directly after that night when I pulled out the Simple Abundance book, opened up to the page for the day and it was miracles. And I started seeing also the number 1717, 1717. And I usually see repeating numbers, like many of you, I'm sure, angel numbers. And the number 26, I don't know if I mentioned it. I think I may have, may have mentioned it on another podcast. For me, it's like the love relationship card from numerology for one thing, but also it, it is an eight vibration because the two and the six together, which is abundant. So for me, it's like this abundance of love. It's like the overall energy of abundance as opposed to a specific like monetary abundance. So any, and the fact that simple abundance was the book that I found the miracles thing. And I was like, yeah, there's like something to this energy of abundance, but also love being tied into this. And so when 1717 seven, started showing up a lot in 717, all forms of 17, I realized, oh, well, 17 is the star, which started this whole journey because the star card from tarot in the Light Series tarot deck really references the energy of hope. It's that image of the woman holding a string that's attached to the star in the sky. And it's this idea that like once you have a dream or something that your heart is really calling to, you're attached to that. It will come through. And so really this became like this full circle thing where I was like, this is the end of the journey. And you know, it's been half a year now. It's been almost six months probably since that whole thing started. And I was like, okay, so we're going to finally get the reveal of like what's on the other side of this energy. But what I started feeling into with this was that ones are usually a new beginning. And seven is very much an energy of like spirit. It can have a creative energy to it as well, but it is this energy of like movement as well, if you think of the chariot. But I feel like it has a, a flow between the patience of like the seven of pentacles and then the chariot, right? There's this flow. And I think I talked about this because this year, 2023 is a seven year. And I think I talked about this at the beginning of the year, how there, that's the spectrum that I felt we were going to be working in this year was the patience and the surrender and the trusting the process and then movement when something comes to us. And so I started realizing, oh, this 1717 is like two 17s. It's like we're, we're getting to see both sides of the cycle in this process. And so you can simultaneously be at the beginning of one part of your life, but also be moving full steam ahead in another. And 
it was this idea that miracles are the starting and the ending. And actually, there's one of them that I'm going to look up now while I'm talking. So you might hear me flipping the pages, but there's one of the principles that actually talks about rebirth. And I think that was another one that I was going to read you. But that was kind of what came to me in this is that like hope really comes on the other side of the tower card. And I think I've talked about this before, but it ties into this. The tower card is number 16 in tarot. And it's when things crumble and in one way or another, one area of life. And it may not be a major thing, but something needs to end in order for something else to be created. And it is a magical thing in itself because we don't usually plan a tower moment. It's usually something that happens for us, not to us. It feels like it's happening to us, but it is a miracle in a way because if you if I look back at any time I've had a tower moment, the fact that I got through it and like the hope that I feel on the other side of it and the possibility that opens up from having this space in my life does feel miraculous. So this is actually number 13. And it says, miracles are both beginnings and endings, and so they alter the temporal order. They are always affirmations of rebirth, which seem to go back, but really go forward. They undo the past in the present and thus release the future. That's exactly what I was just saying. Yes. Okay. So, and that's also the death card. The 13 is the death card as well. And in the Lightseer's Tarot, it's death and rebirth. So... Yeah, that's just the energy I was feeling around it was this 1717 was this like emphasis on the hope that comes after things maybe don't work out the way that we planned they were going to work out or that we anticipated they might, even that we were hoping they might. I feel like there were so many things that happened in a row, but one of the really interesting things that happened was around that time, I also started getting a lot of messages in cards and different things that were saying that I needed to pay attention to music again. And I realized, oh, yeah, I haven't really been listening to music. I've been listening to podcasts again. So I started playing different playlists. And on Spotify, anybody who uses Spotify knows if there's an artist that you listen to a lot, you'll get notifications when they have a new song. And there's this really, there's this artist that's like fairly new. It's a band called Tours, T-O-R-S. They're a UK band. And they just have a couple singles. They're not a huge band, but I guess because I've been following them since probably around the time they released their first single, I had this notification that came up one day saying that they had a new single called Tell You. And I, oh, I remember opening the notification, but I guess like usual, I started doing something else on my phone, totally forgot. My phone's also always on silent with the volume, my media volume all the way down because one of my things with sounds, I hate when things start playing unexpectedly. <laughs> so even when I open TikTok, it's on no volume. Anyways, I went through the whole day and the next day I went to open it. It was actually the day that one of our episodes came out, like one of mine and Emily's Cosmic Energy Reports. And I was going to get the link to our episode to copy it and put into my stories. And I looked down and the song that had stopped last time was called Miracle. And I did a double take. I was like, I don't think I listened to music since I opened that thing yesterday. And it was the same artist. I was like, that's odd. I know for sure it wasn't. I would have known. <laughs> because this was right when this happened, if it's that miracle. And I opened it up and it turns out, even though they told me that they had a new single called Tell You, it was actually a two song EP and it was Tell You and then Miracle. And it was like, Tell You, Miracle. And I was like, oh my God, Spirit is basically sending me that message that like, they're going to answer what I've been asking for. 
And that was kind of a really fun energy. And when I told Danielle Squamish Medium on Instagram, Spirit School podcast, when I told her about this fun thing that happened, uh, she was like, well, I think maybe Spirit is telling you that you need to tell them what you need in a miracle. And I was like, you know what? That is such a good point that I would not have seen. And so I put that out to Spirit. And then a few days later, I just put it out to Spirit because I realized it had been, it was like almost a week later after that. I was like, oh, I haven't really heard anything else about miracles. I don't know. Am I supposed to be sharing this? And I've been watching all of the Hallmark movies as per usual. If you listen to last year's holiday episode, you got to hear Emily and I talk about holiday movies a lot. But um, what I noticed was this year, probably because my awareness is open to it, I'm sure they've had it come up in the past, but almost every movie in the last week or so has had a reference to like a Christmas miracle or miracles of some sort. And I'm like, okay, this is like very prominent right now. So I'm sure there's something coming up. This is Sunday, by the way, when I'm recording this. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I'm not meant to actually have a miracle happen. Maybe I need to just put the episode out there and I don't need to have it happen before I share it in order to believe that it's coming. But another part of me, because I had been thinking about dating, putting myself out there, thinking of different people I had been talking to and whatnot, I started thinking, you know what? Maybe I should just cut it all off and just do my own thing again for a while, which is very natural for me. And it's not something that's upsetting at all. <laughs> but it's funny because then tonight I watched one, which by the way, if you watch the Hallmark movies or if you've been avoiding them because they have all the same plot, there have been a few actually that surprised me that I enjoyed. But tonight specifically was a Hanukkah based one and it was called Round and Round. And I really liked it. It was actually a fun one. It was really cute. But there's this part and it's not really a spoiler because I won't tell you any details about it but the lines that happened kind of back to back was that there's friends saying connecting with someone right away that you just met is actually miraculous use the word miraculous and then don't leave before the miracle and when I heard it I instantly kind of like felt that nudge from spirit and it wasn't saying that I had to do anything it wasn't saying that I had to like put more energy into anything, but I could feel that spirit was telling me like, just be open to whatever might come of things that I can't see. You know, the whole idea of a miracle is that I can't plan it, right? We kind of got that sense from what a miracle is, right? It's not me putting the energy in, it's spirit putting the energy in, it's divine intervention. So as long as I'm just existing and not cutting myself off and not doing my usual thing where I like to hermit, which is my natural tendency, I think the fact that I'm so Capricorn and so boundaries are easy and then I'm also a Cancer moon. So me being in my little shell, also very comfy. But I just feel like there's an energy around right now that the fact that there's the phrase a Christmas miracle, there's a reason for that. And I think we talked about this a bit last year in the Sagittarius episode, I think, more so than this year. But Sagittarius is the optimist, right? That's why this time of year, the fact that the holidays leading up to solstice is Sagittarius season. It's the season of the Christmas miracle, you know? I mean, Christmas technically falls in Capricorn season, but there's other holidays that happen, you know, throughout December, such as Hanukkah and other things happening. And I think just the lead up to it and all of the 
time that we're spending putting ourselves out there, going to events, you know, putting ourselves in situations we maybe don't the rest of the year. There's more opportunities for this magic to happen. And even if I just think of like the themes of the Hallmark movies I've been watching, there's like a couple that take place where people go to holiday markets that are known to like bring people together. There's, you know, parties people go to. There's friends of friends who introduce people. There's so many ways that we are connecting with people in different ways if we open ourselves up to invitations this time of year where it just makes miracles more likely to happen. And I think what it would be really fun to do, which is just coming to me as I'm saying this now, is to put it out to spirit that like, you know, you would love to experience a Christmas miracle. There's clarity you need on something or if you need guidance or you need to know what your next step is. Maybe just put that out there. It may not be, you know, the Christmas miracle you received, but what I was seeing in my head while I was talking was someone giving you a gift you didn't know you needed. That phrase came to my head. You never know who might see something, think of you, bring it to you. And that, again, energy of Celestine Prophecy. I swear, there's a movie. I've never watched it because I like the book so much that I refuse to watch it. But if you don't want to read it or listen to the podcast series, then I, I mean, there is, I think, an audiobook. But you could also watch the movie if you would rather do that over the holidays. But there is just this energy around the adventure of it. I don't actually give any spoilers of the actual story much in the series that I did on it. I just talked about the insights, which are like these parts of the manuscript that he uh, is looking for. But I just feel like that if we ask, we will receive this holiday season. And because I'm putting this out there and I'm sharing kind of my experience of this so far, but just try to think of something that you could maybe do to create a miracle for someone else and then ponder what you may want to receive an answer about or just be open to receiving a Christmas miracle, any of the above. I'm going to leave it there for now, but I hope that just getting you thinking about miracles and now that you've been thinking about it, maybe notice how many times it comes up or how many times you hear people say it. And I would also recommend listening to music, even if it is holiday music, if that puts you in the mood, but any music, because I just feel like the energy of like the ear chakras and music and the physical sensations we get from listening to music are going to be really powerful for the rest of Sagittarius season, at least. I've been feeling it very strong. And just say yes to invitations that feel good. Not all the invitations, because then you're going to be exhausted, maybe. But try to put yourself in a few situations you wouldn't normally and just be open to whatever may come from it. Because I feel like that's where a lot of the energy of miracles comes through this holiday season. I would love, love, love to hear anything that comes up for you around this topic for the next few weeks. And I'm very excited to hear from you. after we do our forecast for Capricorn and 2024. And the last thing I will share is just my 2024 offerings that I have out right now. So the Capricorn season remote recharge session will be on the 28th of December. But if you order the remote recharge bundle, which is all 12 sessions for 2024, it is... 333 Canadian. And I also am including the Capricorn season, 
recharge. And I also have an option for three payments. I have the 2024 tarot forecast, which until Friday this week on the 15th, I will be taking orders for those. It's, it's If it shows up as just one date, it's just because that was like the last day to sign up. And that way I know I don't have to remember to close the offering. And then my other offering, 2024 surprise readings. I will do three full, like 20 minute card readings re recorded by audio and sending you the picture of the cards. I will send that to you three times throughout 2024. So you can either pre-choose the dates if you really want to have the control. I get it. I'm a Capricorn. But if you want to leave it up to magic and divine intervention, a miracle, if you will, I will choose either intuitively and or selecting dates at random. I will choose one of those. I will with spirit, we will say. Spirit and I will decide when you'll receive those three readings. And then it's kind of a set it. I love the phrase set it and forget it. And that's kind of how it feels. And that's the same kind of magical feeling that I get around this energy of miracles. And I've already had a lot of those this year where I've reached out to someone and they've said I, I needed to hear that or they've done the same for me and, you know, validated something I was thinking about. So I just want to be able to give that magic back to you. And then it's a gift to yourself as well, because I know if you're like me, you will forget that you signed up for it. And when you receive them, I hope that it will be exactly when you need to hear it and exactly what you need to hear. So enjoy the rest of your week and I will see you for the Capricorn Cosmic Energy Report with Emily. Thank you so much for joining me on another episode of Spirit Crumbs. You can find me on Instagram for this podcast at Spirit Crumbs. Or you can also find me at Concrete and Crystals for my own spiritual offerings and more tidbits about my own journey. Thank you for listening and we'll see you in the next episode.